Welcome back to The Coop with Meyer Hatchery, where we talk all things poultry in hopes of inspiring crazy chicken keepers and educating future flock owners. I'm Kendra. And I'm Jeff. And today we're taking a look at gardening with chickens. The spring season not only brings chick fever, but also the desire to get outside and prep your garden beds. While chickens sometimes get a bad rap for scratching up your lawn and landscaping, they can be beneficial for your garden. Today, we'll take a look at how to garden with chickens throughout each season. For me personally, gardening with chickens was a bit of a learning curve and many tomatoes were harmed in the making. But with mistakes come lessons, and I think we finally have a good rotation down for this year. Now, before we dive too far into this episode, I do think it's important to know every flock is different. For instance, my chickens don't care for leafy greens. Sure, they forage all day, so when I try to treat them with lettuce or kale, they could care less. Now, if they get themselves into our squash bed or berry patch, you better watch out. So long story short, I hope you take these tips and experiences we share and just know you may have to work them a little differently to fit you and your flock the best. Jeff, what's your experience gardening with chickens? For me, with my experience, I pretty much kept my chickens in chicken tractors. We had a predator issue where hawks and owls, possums, coons, you name it, they loved our chickens. So to to combat that, we had to pretty much keep them in a tractor. Even though you didn't specifically garden with chickens, they were still beneficial in their tractors. Yeah, they really loved it. It helped the yard. We didn't have an area then that was all chewed up because we kept moving the tractors up and down the field. Remember in episode nine, when I discussed chicken tractors with Amanda? If you have a chicken tractor, moving it around your garden bed is a great way to allow your chickens to scratch the surface, loosening up the top layer of soil. This can also be an effective way to map out a new garden bed by leaving your chicken tractor in one area longer while your chickens eat and scratch up the grass. Not only will chickens help till your topsoil, but they can also improve aeration. This is helpful in reducing soil compaction, water runoff, and improves fertilizer and water uptake. While chickens will help get the process started, you still may need to disc, rototill, or add compost to ensure your entire garden is fully prepped. We have a few chickens that have learned the sound of a rototiller, meaning free worms and run to assist. Our garden beds are open and our chickens free range, so controlling exactly where they scratch is not the easiest. When the spring season hits, I start feeding them in areas we want them to scratch up. This is also a good method for weed control. Have a patch of grass or weeds to remove, toss some feed or their preferred treats in that area, and they'll go to town. Just be sure to move their feed to a different area for a week or so before planting so they learn there's no more food there and won't scratch up your seedlings when you begin to plant. Now just picture your growing season is in full swing. Sunny warmth has returned and the bounty of your hard work has finally arrived. Summer is here. So how can poultry help? Weed and bug control. The experience with poultry can differ for everyone when it comes to weed and bug control. We typically recommend guineas as great bug control and will also help keep snakes at bay. Ducks and geese make excellent weeders, instinctively knowing which plants should be removed and which plants are food. 
If you plan to use poultry specifically for weed and bug control, we highly recommend doing your research to find which breed fits your needs most. Chickens can also help with weeds and bugs, but it can be harder to control exactly what they eat. We like to use them in our fruit orchard and with our mature blueberry plants. The plants are large enough that they don't try to eat or accidentally damage them. Instead, they find pesky bugs that can do harm to those plants, and best of all, they fertilize as they go. With free-ranging, it's a little hard to gauge their impact, but if you have a fenced orchard or an electric fence to concentrate the area they patrol, you'll see a definite advantage to gardening with poultry. Now as the season begins to turn cold and all but a few straggling fruits are left, fall has returned and it's time to put your flock back to work. Chickens make for an excellent cleanup crew. If you have a fenced-off garden to keep your flocks at bay, after harvest is an excellent time to let them explore. They'll eat up any remaining vegetables and fruits, scratch up the soil, help break down remaining plants, and fertilize. Having your garden fenced in will again make sure your flock is kept in a concentrated area and they won't stray too far from the job. Since our chickens do free-range, when it gets close to harvest time, we temporarily fence off our plants. For us, this means a couple T-posts and deer netting. It's a cost-effective solution that doesn't limit the size of our garden by a permanent fence. It can also be reused, and it's pretty quick and easy to set up. If you have electric poultry netting, you could also use it to keep your chickens out of a specific area along with other pesky animals like deer and rabbits. We've reached the end of our garden season, and all that remains is the skeletons of a bountiful summer. Now is the time to amend your soil with chicken manure and eggshells before the long months of winter set in. There are several ways you can do this. For us, we deep clean our coop in the fall and add their bedding to our garden beds and compost pile. Our bedding consists of wood shavings, first Saturday lime, chicken manure, and a few feathers, all natural elements that will break down and enrich your compost. If you use straw or hay for bedding or have sand floors in your coop, these again are natural elements that can be added to your compost. Fresh manure can burn and even kill plants, so it's important to let the high concentration of nitrogen break down. Hence, the reason you add to your soil prior to winter, giving it time to decompose for use in the spring. Eggshells are a great added source of calcium for your chickens, but also for your plants to aid in preventing blossom end rot. Crushed shells can be added to the compost pile during the winter months or crushed in the spring and added directly to the soil. Try mixing your eggshells with coffee grounds, which are rich in nitrogen. Tomatoes, peppers, and eggplants will love the extra boost. I've also heard of customers grinding eggshells into powder form and using it like DE. DE is diatomaceous earth, which causes insects to dry out and has sharp abrasive edges that speed up this process. I can see the similarities as far as abrasiveness goes, but I'm not sure how effective it is in drying insects out. I did a little research with no scientific evidence and a whole lot of mixed opinions. So another option to keep in mind, if you do use this method, reach out and let us know in our exclusive Facebook group, Inside the Coop. We'd love to hear from you. It's that time of the show. Time to share some poultry pride. With the recent increase in demand for chickens, 
I've been helping to return voicemails left by customers. That's when I just so happened to chat with one of our lovely customers from Maine, Tris. She shares a wonderful story about receiving our Meyer Meal Maker, and wait until you hear what she has named her four new additions. So what happened is um, I had lost the chicken on Sunday, a hog cooker, and I was just heartbroken. And so, because I only had four. And so I called the Myers on Monday morning, early, early. I tried Sunday night and so forth. And I called as soon as you opened and I asked, is there any chance that I have an extra chicken that I'd ordered three? And the lady checked and she said, I'm sorry, all we have are fryers. And I go, well, thank you very much for checking. And then I couldn't believe it, but my, my babies came the next day. They were hatched on Monday. They arrived yesterday at about noontime. I'm like, holy smoke. And uh, I opened the box, and there were four. And I'm wondering if she found an extra one, because there was one that was totally blonde, and the other three were darker. Is it a different one, a different um, breed than a um, green queen? Or is it typical that you send one extra? I mean, I'm blessed, but what's the story? Yeah, so it looks like on your order, um, she added the Meyer meal maker for you. So it looks like for your hatch date, it could be either a golden lace wind up or an Easter egger. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Meyer Mealmaker program, I do go on to explain it to Tris, but I wanted to add a little more insight here. The Meyer Mealmaker is a free, day-old baby chick from Meyer Hatchery. We provide this chick in hopes you'll raise it and donate the eggs or meat to someone in need. Whether you order three layers or 300, you can request a Meyer Mealmaker. Same goes with meat birds. Now, we often get asked, what will the Meyer Mealmaker be? It's one free hatchery choice chick that is similar to what is already on your order. So if you ordered meat birds, your meal maker will be another meat bird. If you ordered all female layers, we send another female layer. Now the breed is hatchery choice. So when you go ahead and place your order, make sure you're opting for the Meyer meal maker under the suggested items. And then on your hatch date, you can chat in or check our help desk. I'll be sure to link the meal maker article below and you can see exactly what your meal maker is on your hatch date. It's not posted before because we choose it randomly each week. And I highly recommend you take a look at that post. It's everything so far for the year 2020, and it just gives you a preview of some of the breeds that have been included, and it's a wide variety. Let's get back to Trissa's story so you can hear what she's named her four new chicks. Well, I would say that her personality already is is that because I find wine dots are very, um, they're not as docile, they're mm-hmm. not assertive. And this little girl, let me tell you, she is assertive. <laughs> Holding her own because she's a little different. <laughs> oh, yes. But hey, look at me. I'm, I am the queen. So, okay, so that's what they did. Okay. Uh, so it was the wine dot, what was the other one that's been an Easter egger? Yep. Yeah, I wish I'd had that, but I'm not going to complain. The girl I lost was an Easter egg. Oh, man, that would have been a perfect story. <laughs> if it, happened. You know, it could be that Easter eggers are hybrids, so they do come in a range of colors. So it could end up being, um, there's a small chance, but we'll find out when they start feathering out. <laughs> well, I want you to know I named my little girl Eenie, Meenie, and Miney. Oh, my gosh, I love it. This one will be most. 
Obviously, I thought those names were hilarious based on my obnoxious laugh. I still find them super cute. And my fingers are crossed that her Myra Meal Maker does turn out to be an Easter Egger so that her Meal Maker story comes full circle. Do you have a story to share? Submit your poultry-related story online for a chance to be featured on The Coop. We'll be sure to post a link in the show notes for you below. And with that, we hope you kick off a successful gardening season. With chickens, of course. Be sure to subscribe to our exclusive Facebook group, Inside the Coop, and share your best-kept secrets of gardening with chickens. We can't wait to see your plants and flock thrive this year. Thanks for listening to The Coop. Be sure to subscribe, and if you'd be so kind, drop us a review. See you all next week.